We know how the crisis has affected all of us with the closure of churches, but how is it affecting other religious groups? Rabbi Aaron Flansreich tells us his experience. Rabbi Aaron Flansreich, it's so good to, uh, to be able to see you and to have you with us today. Uh, the same here, Pedro. It's wonderful to see you. So you, you were one of the people that were actually quarantined for 14 days because you flew back. You had to come back from Israel first. How was that experience? Um, it was uh, trying because um, it was almost like playing whack-a-mole. Uh, uh -huh. We kept, we were chasing flights that were being canceled um, within hours of us booking them. So um, as I shared with my congregation, the reason why I returned was not because it wasn't safe in Israel. It was mm -hmm. in fact very safe in Israel. Uh, the medical system there is excellent. Um, the concern was is that with the rapid disappearance of flight schedules, right. that I might not be able to get back in time before my health insurance would lapse. Uh-huh. And then, and then, but you finally did make it here and yes. you, I mean, I don't know, a lot of us feel that we're quarantined, but we really aren't. I can go out, but you could not even leave the apartment. We could not go out. So no. uh, getting groceries was a challenge. I will say that when we walked onto the plane, uh, leaving Tel Aviv to coming to Toronto, it was the cleanest, nicest smelling plane <laughs> I have ever seen or smelt in my life. Right. It was That's... impeccably clean, Pedro. Yeah. Now, how difficult, I'm sure that you um, have been going through the same struggles that every other religious congregation uh, is going through in terms of those public gatherings. How, how quickly did you have to decide whether you had to close down the synagogue? Um, in, in my mind, uh, once there was, um, it was apparent that this was a serious uh, threat um, in early March already. Uh, by March the 10th, the synagogue had closed down all of its public activities, including services. Uh -huh. And um, the reason why we did that, Pedro, is because um, in uh, Judaism, as, as, as I am sure you know, that the preservation of human life is before all other concerns. Yes. And uh, as the rabbis famously say, violate one Sabbath in order to observe many more in the future. Yeah, And so we closed down all of our public events um, because I was absolutely committed that in no way, shape, or form would an attendance at a ritual event in our congregation or a social one uh, be contributing to anyone taking ill. Yeah, you might be violating a Sabbath, but in a way you're being, a Sabbath has been imposed on everybody. Yes. Uh, how important is it for people to actually, you know, uh, go to synagogue um, and or how difficult it, it has been for your congregation to not have that? Uh, it's a very interesting question. There are, I think, two elements to that answer. On one hand, uh, the synagogue is not an important, um, it's not a critical part of Jewish life. Most of Jewish life centers around the home and around the family observances that we maintain in our home. Right. It's for that reason why the ancient rabbis uh, and even the medieval rabbis uh, didn't want people to get married in synagogues. Um, they got married outside of their parents' homes or certainly under the stars, as was a long-standing tradition. Mm -hmm. But today, today is different. And um, today, synagogues represent the power of community. 
wherein um, even a century ago, people never really left the villages where they grew up in. Today, we know it's very, very different. And synagogues like churches and mosques are magnets, centers of gravity that enable people to retain and strengthen their religious identities in ways they didn't need a century ago. Right. So and you've had you've been forced to move that online like everybody else. Were you already uh, doing some online work or having your sermons posted online? Very limited, Pedro. Um, we had a system where my sermons have, were recorded and then they were put on a podcast. Mm -hmm. But that was the extent of it. Uh, we ramped up very, very quickly and within two weeks of closing down, uh, we had a live stream service running. It's now our weekday services are on Zoom, <clears throat> excuse me, uh -huh. and our Sabbath services are live streamed on YouTube and our YouTube channel. And um, we're anticipating that this is just the beginning, Pedro, that mm -hmm. in the absence of effective therapies or vaccines, um, that we're going to have to reach deeper into uh, delivering content, to use a business term, uh, right. to the congregation. And that is in form of uh, classes, services. Think of the Jewish high holidays. Yeah. Um, how can that take place in synagogues? It's actually unimaginable, but it has to be imagined. Yeah, well, and I was going to ask you about that, about the high holidays, because uh, Passover, uh, like all your holidays, are, is, is a big family event. A lot of people come together. That obviously was not, not possible. How was Passover for you this year? It was strange. <laughs> um, we had a very small table. Traditionally, Pedro, we have 20, 30, 50 people um, at our Passover table, family, friends, guests, strangers, and we had five people. Right. Uh, what we did do this year was we set up our Seder table on the first night, because there were two nights of the Seder. On the first night, we uh, set up a Zoom uh, program where we had uh, invited the entire congregation to join me uh, via Zoom on, uh, on for the Seder. And we had a very special guest, uh, Mayor John Tory, uh, oh, wow. in and uh, spent about a half hour with us. He even came with his own Seder plate, which was very... Uh, very impressive. Wow. Uh, so the response was uh, profoundly affirming uh, mm -hmm. in the absence of people physically being there. Yeah. Um, in the little time that we have left, Aaron, maybe uh, would you leave us with uh, your prayer of hope for our viewers? Of course. Um, a famous medieval rabbi, his name was Nachman of Breslov from the town of Breslov. He once said that of all the commandments, that people are held to in life. The, these two are the most important. One, never give up. And two, always be joyful. Mm -hmm. And so even in dark moments, we know that this shall pass and that the better, the good awaits us. And I pray it should come soon. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi Aaron Flansreich. Always good to hear your words of wisdom. to see you. It's good to be with you today, and, and thank you. Thank you, Stay my safe. friend. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. That was a conversation I had with Rabbi Aaron Flansreich, Senior Rabbi at Beth Shalom Synagogue in Toronto. You can watch his interview and so many others at saltandlighttv.org slash hopefromhome.